Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Chaos to Connected podcast. I hope that you have been having a great week. Today we are going to talk about whether or not you are actually really truly accepting your child's child's feelings as they are as they come now i think we would all love to say yes wouldn't we but the truth is there's a lot more at play than just our desire to want to accept our child's feelings for what they are first you have been conditioned for a lengthy amount of time in the home you grew up in maybe in a daycare that you were at for a long time or in the school setting by, even if it was multiple different teachers, if they all kind of did things fairly similarly to respond to feelings in a certain way. And generally, we don't necessarily notice this response because it it has just become so second nature. Now, I've mentioned on other episodes, and I think it's worth a reminder here, that about 90% of our thoughts, our actions, our decisions are subconsciously made. In other words, they just happen without us choosing them because they've already become a pattern or habit, likely long ago. And this is an important feature that our brain has for us, right? Like we make tens of thousands of decisions every day. And if we had to think through all of them, I mean, we'd be dead to the world by lunchtime. So it is helpful for us but in this instance it's something that can be preventing us from actually accepting our child's feelings or or supporting them in a way that we might prefer so in order to change this you have to be really particularly aware of your subconscious thoughts as they arise which can be a challenge and actually start to change them so eventually you can make actual shifts in your brain to rewire these processes to something new. So this is exactly how I've learned to work through a lot of my previous parenting triggers. I have gone through the process with different connection strategies, different tools to help rewire my brain so my response to this certain behavior isn't an automatic jump into fight or flight, respond without even thinking, and then feel bad about that response, but not be able to change it. Like I have actually gone through the process of doing it over and over and over and over again that my brain has been rewired to respond in a different way subconsciously. So I'm I'm still responding subconsciously most of the time, but I have changed that response or I have given myself more of a opportunity to bring my subconscious into conscious thoughts so that I can respond from there. We're also being conditioned through society's messaging, whether it's through what we're watching or listening to or being exposed to when we are out in different places or having different experiences. And I think sometimes it's easy to think, 
um, you know, if you're watching a particular show, oh, it, it doesn't really change the way I do things, but it actually does. Um, and I would just explore that a little bit because, um, I felt convicted, uh, a while back that, you know, I love watching reality shows. Maybe you can relate to that. I don't know. I just find them fascinating, but a lot of the ones that I were watching are, you know, lots of drama, lots of behavior that I don't want a part of my own life or I won't want to be a part of. And yet I'm still consuming this regularly. And I think it's naive of us to say that we can watch something over and over and over, but it's not making an impact. And it it actually truly is. So that might be something to think about in terms of what you're consuming or what you're kind of taking in based on your own personal experiences. So I want to share and I want you to think about what does society tend to encourage in parenting particularly? Getting a child's behavior to stop as fast as possible, right? (laughs) Which is generally going to result in negating your child's feelings and focusing more on what is happening outwardly. And I think this is a lot of the reason why if we're in a store and our child is misbehaving or our child is having big feelings or a tantrum, we immediately feel embarrassed or like we got to stop them immediately because everybody's going to stare at us and we're going to be judged. This is a way that we are being conditioned to look at the behavior and get it to stop as fast as possible versus what's actually going on and how can I deal from it in a place of knowing that part. So I want to share a few examples of how we as the parent or caregiver can be denying our child's feelings even without realizing it. And again, this can be for anyone who works with kids. So maybe you're not the child's primary caregiver or their parent. If you are working with a child, whether you're a teacher, daycare provider, um, therapist, in whatever capacity, you can utilize these same strategies. I did this when I had a daycare and again, when I stepped back into pediatric home care and it still works, even if you are not the primary caregiver. So if you are not a parent, this these still apply to you and you likely still are responding in these ways. And I will say that I have heard it over and over and over again. Like my ears are tuned differently now, you know? And so when I'm out in the world in different places, I can hear people, all different people, not just the child's parents saying things like this. Okay, so here we go. Do you ever find yourself saying any of these phrases? The first one, you don't really feel that way. You don't really feel that way. This might be something that comes up if your child just had a really fun time, but they're behaving or saying things that are making it seem like they didn't. Or maybe they're really upset with you or a sibling and they're saying things like, I don't like you or I hate you or I hate my brother. I wish he was not here. You know, just different things like that. It might be our natural response to say, you don't really feel that way. Number two, there's no reason to be upset. So I think that this one often comes up when the reaction we receive is larger than what seems appropriate. For example, I see this all the time. People saying things like, you know, I gave my child exactly what they asked for and then they had this big meltdown about it. So for example, you give your child their plate 
and they have a large reaction about the way you cut their sandwich. Maybe you cut it differently, or maybe you cut it the way that they really wanted it last time, but now this time they're having a problem with it, or because of the color or the kind of cup you gave them. And it can be really easy to default to only seeing what is happening outwardly with the behavior without realizing it's not specifically about that thing. If it was about that thing, it would be a consistent problem, right? Like every time you cut the sandwich that way, every time you gave that color cup, there would be a problem. But that's likely not the case. And that's because that thing was just the catalyst to start letting go of hurts from something else. It's our brain's natural process. And generally as adults, we have been so trained to push things down and not have that response and not allow our brain to do that natural Uh, like resolution process that we are now training our kids to push it down as well and when this happens eventually our brain says like I'm too full I have to release something here and we explode right have you ever had that experience where you've been really stressed or all these things are happening and then you've been dealing with them and dealing with them and dealing with them and then all of a sudden you just explode over something that you look back on you're like that was really silly but it's not because of that one thing that little thing it's because of all the other things that are built up and that's the same thing with our kids so thinking about that when your child has a big meltdown over something that seems small not saying to them there's no reason to be upset because it's not usually about that thing okay and the last one you're just saying that because you're XYZ, maybe tired, hungry, whatever it might be. Now, this might be partially true. They might be saying something more often when they're tired. It might not be a typical response when they aren't whatever it is they are tired, hungry, whatever. Fill in the blank. But it's because when your child is tired or stressed or hungry, when we are those same things, they can't control their brain as well. We can't control our brain as well. And so therefore, they can't, we can't manage triggers or hurts that have been storing up. So that's why you're going to see more of a response or reaction. This is the same for us as parents. This is why you might notice when you're really hungry, when you haven't had you know, enough to eat or you haven't eaten on time or you got a bad night's sleep and you're feeling really tired, why your responses might be triggered more easily. It's not necessarily because you're tired, although it's a factor. It's because when you're tired, your brain doesn't have the same amount of control over all the other things that you've been storing up. And so it's allowing you to be triggered more easily. So it's not just simply the fact of being tired. There are still deeper things happening here. Okay, so if you found that you say one or maybe even all three of these, I want you to take a deep breath and remember that there will always, always, always be another opportunity that your child presents to you to change things or respond in a different way. So you don't have to feel shame or guilt for how you've been responding in the past, but start today. Work toward ridding your automatic response from one of these phrases to really listening, supporting, acknowledging that there are deeper feelings at play and remind yourself if you lose it, your child's likely going to give you another opportunity probably even later that day 
to make the conscious decision to do it differently. So just a couple a couple tips as you go into trying to do that. Number one, listen more. So our natural response is to talk our child out of feeling something, to deny their feelings, you know, not necessarily thinking like, oh, I'm going to deny their feelings. But when we are talking them through in different ways, we are actually communicating a denial of their feelings. And so really encouraging you to listen more. There have been times where I have, you know, specifically coached a parent like me, the parent and the child was in the room, like physically present all together. And I'm coaching the parent on how to do a listening session beforehand, really prompted like 90% listening, 10% talking. And really, really focused on listen, 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 listen. And it was so hard for the parent to actually listen and not say anything because it's just such our natural response to want to fix it. And so my encouragement to you would be to really just listen. I think that we can be easily bombarded by accounts that will tell you, you know, when this happens, say this, kind of like a word for word what to say in certain situations, which, you know, in reading that might be helpful in the moment, but unless you are actually practicing some of these things or really working on like memorizing each one, it can feel really difficult to actually implement because in the moment of frustration, you're probably not going to be like, oh yeah, that post said (laughs) when this happens, say this, right? And so really focusing on listening, that is what your child needs first. And if you think about if you have an argument with a friend or a, um, a family member or your spouse, do you want to come to them to bring up how you're feeling and for them to just start talking it away? Or would you rather them just sit there and listen to how you're feeling? That is where we want to respond to for our kids as well. And then number two, if and when you do talk, pause first. This can be really challenging, especially if you struggle to manage your own feelings and big emotions, but remind yourself that behavior is more than what it looks like. It is a deeper hurt, a deeper feeling below the surface, and that's what we're curious about. So when you go to acknowledge the child's feelings, instead of saying something like, I see you're frustrated. Switch it to something more conversational. So it doesn't have to point out what you think your child is feeling. And in all honesty, I personally don't think it's the best to point that out. And if you want to learn more about why that is, you can head to episode number four. I share more about that. But for example, say your child melts down over a sibling having a toy that your, child, your other child really wanted. Instead of saying, I see you're really upset right now, which seems kind of like robotic and might not seem altogether empathetic and understanding, you think, think like what you would say to a friend or your spouse when they're upset. Like, oh, you really wanted that. That's really hard. And see what happens. We don't have to tell our child what they're feeling. More, be more relatable. Like, oh, I see, that's really hard to wait, you know? More about the experience, what's really challenging about it, not telling them how they're feeling. So 
Denying your child's feelings will lead your child to struggle to actually know what their feelings are or to have a lack of trust in them. And I know that's not what you want. So go ahead, try out these couple things. If you find yourself saying one of the phrases or a couple phrases, pick one to start with because you can't just, you know, it's too overwhelming to be like, oh, I say all of them. I'm going to just stop saying all of them right now. You know, like it's harder than that, right? So just pick one. Just, I always encourage people 1% better. We don't have to change everything immediately. Things don't usually work that way, right? Like we can go in and have the idea that we want everything to be changed. And then when we do that, it's so overwhelming that we actually don't end up changing anything. So if you think about, I've heard this a lot in business, and I think this applies here as well, is that just getting 1% better every day, if you think about that over the course of a year, think of how far you will come in one year if you just get 1% better or change your response by 1% each time. So thinking about how that applies to you. How can I just do it 1%, you know, quote unquote better or in the way that you want? So maybe you pick one of these and your child does something. You don't necessarily respond the way you, you want to, but instead of sitting in the shame and guilt of it, next time it happens, you say, okay, I'm going to take deep, a deep breath or I'm going to make it one more minute or, you know, I'm going to keep my mouth shut for one more minute or something like that, like just 1% better. And if you feel overwhelmed by trying to figure out how to implement this, or you know you'd like some more one-on-one help because you find it really difficult to manage your own big feelings when your child erupts, please, please, please head to the show notes and get some more info on my 30-day behavior blueprint. I have strategically built in an outline that will be customized to you and your family's specific needs with regards to behaviors and triggers, sensory things, and regulation. And it's also organized in a way that provides more flexibility than your typical program because I know that you're busy, you don't have much time, and honestly, the time you have at the end of the day, if you're like me when I was really overwhelmed and exhausted and weary about the behaviors, I didn't want to sit on a call with somebody for an hour to talk about it. (laughs) I just wanted to sit and relax and not think about it. And so I've really taken that into account in building this program. So head to the link in the show notes, watch or listen to the brief video describing the program, and then click the link in the description there. So this is going to bring you to a simple form that asks you just a few brief questions to outline what you are specifically struggling with, whether it's your child's behaviors, whether it's your own triggers, a combination. And then once you complete this form, not only will I be able to follow up with you so we can discuss more you know, specific details, something that's more customized to you and see if it's a good fit. But you will receive a free resource that I am not giving out anywhere else that will give you five tips that you can implement and try immediately that will begin to help to decrease the intense and challenging behaviors you're experiencing. So head to the link in the show notes, get the form completed, get this free resource and get started. And then I will be in connection with you on how we can move forward with the transformation that you are desiring for you and your child and your family. I'll talk to you next time. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. 
You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and take me at Kaylee Josiah and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.